Another game week has been and gone. Only five games, but goals from Kane and Son. Many games missing as COVID hits once more, while Fitz brought in Foden for a pointless minus four. Speaking of minus four, Leeds were crap again, making the young gunners look like battle-hardened men. Star of the show was that man Cancelo. He who captained him is surely a wise old fellow. Two points dropped for Chelsea, the same for Liverpool, with Kane and Robbo tackles, politely called old school. FPL Faceoff here to wish you a Merry Christmas with comedian Tom Glover and me, Father Fitzmas. <laughs> Hello to <laughs> you, fellow comedian Tom Glover. Yeah, very well done. Very festive, Fitz. Um, good. It's get, got me really into the Christmas spirit. <laughs> good. I'm so pleased. I'm pleased. Uh, I'm excited to see what you might have in your sack. <laughs> well, if I had a pound for every time someone said that to me, Tom, I'd have I'd have one whole pound and and no children, which would be an altogether more peaceful existence. But never mind. <laughs> um, so welcome, welcome to the latest episode of uh, the FPL Face Off Pod, episode twenty four. Uh, if we take into account the other kind of little bits and bobs that we've done, which uh, w- which we are doing because that's how numbers work. Um, it's it's been a mixed old bag in terms of uh, a game week. Why don't why don't you tell us how things are with you, Tom? You always go to me when you've had a troubled week. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, I started off having a troubled week because I didn't know what to do. Right up until the last minute, I was umming and ahhing about what to do with my transfers because um, I had Greater in goal who wasn't going to play. I had no striker available. I had four midfielders. So I could only put out uh, four defenders and four midfielders. So I I wanted to do something. And I sent you over on Friday night my plans to bring in Kane and Martinelli. Did. Yes. And then at the very last minute, I decided not to put in Martinelli. And I put in Jacob Ramsey at Aston Villa because I just thought, Martinelli is not someone I wanted long term. It looked like he may have had an injury. Was Smith Rowe going to come in ahead of him? I didn't want to put in put him in and then lock up some money in my fifth midfielder spot. So yes, I went with Jacob Ramsey 45 minutes before deadline, thinking that's that's close enough now. They're not going to cancel that game. And literally yeah. the second I did the transfer, I sent it to you and you responded with the game's been cancelled. <laughs> it was literally two minutes after I made that decision. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the game started. And I thought, well, that's okay. As long as Martinelli doesn't have a good game, <laughs> then it's still okay because Jacob Ramsey's the option I want longer term. And then Martinelli got a brace within half an hour. And then Rafinha got a penalty. And I, I messaged you and producer Glenn. And I said, if he misses this penalty, because Aaron Ramsdale would have then got a clean sheet and save points and probably would have got double-digit haul. I was like, yeah. if Rafinha misses this penalty, that the podcast is over. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> um, but luckily he scored and that sort of turned around my game week in the end because I got the Rafinha points. And then on the Sunday, I captained Cancelo. I was one of those guys. Very nice. Well done. Yes, thank you. Uh, so 36 points for Cancelo. Uh, Alonso got free bonus. So he got me nine points. He was another one of my differentials. And Kane scored a goal and... I mean, I was slightly disappointed he didn't score more, to be honest. He had he had good opportunities to score and, and he had a great assist for Son who who messed messed it up. But on the other hand, he could have very easily been sent off as well. So I'll take his six points. I am pleased that you mentioned that because yeah, having uh, having watched not all the football over the weekend, I have seen that tackle once or twice and 
Um, yeah. Is is there an argument that perhaps he gets away with it because he's England captain? I don't know. That was that was a pretty filthy tackle, but yeah, I'm sure you uh, couldn't I, care I, less. I, well, to be honest, like in in all of football, your reputation goes ahead of you. Like if Granite Xhaka had done that tackle, he'd have probably been off because oh, absolutely, the referee yeah. can't help but look at a player and think he's he's the kind of player who does that, who makes that challenge. Yeah. I think he let him get away of it a little bit because it was, I think the ball goes off in a direction. He's not in a good position. Um, he's at home, the crowd are behind him. And I just, yeah, he, he gets away of it. It should have been a red card. Um, but then so should Robertson's. They could have been penalties either way. So should the... Robertson's as in Robertson, who was sent off. He was sent off. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. Just so we're on the same, same page but I mean, there. At the end of the day, like, is 11 v 11 and and we outplayed Liverpool uh, for most of the game It is the best Spurs game I've watched in years. So I, I don't care that he didn't get sent off. The only yeah, reason I'm, I'm sure. slightly worried is that it may be that he's sort of got a red card to come lined up in the bank and he may get that later down the line as yes. a way of sort of making up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, obviously, for one thing you've watched your team play football which must must be really nice um you know yes of course because you're a united fan you've you've gone a couple of games without them yeah yeah absolutely and um to say it's coincided with my mood in life deteriorating is is probably a fair comment um whether the two are linked i'm not sure but but it's fine um it does affect you because i had that with spurs the last couple of game weeks and the burnley game as well and it feels like life's going on without you a little bit. And it really does. Yeah. yeah it's, it really uh, does. But um, to, to, to take it back to FPL, rather than you putting a downer on the podcast, again, <laughs> this, um, I ended up on 82 with a minus four, so 78. Wow. Um, and it took me from, well, mainly because of the Cancelo captaincy, it took me from just inside the te- top 10K to just inside the top 3K now. So wow. I, I actually... I, shot back up and if i'd have if i'd have put martinelli in i would have been in the top 1k but looking at my plans going forward i it, i'm glad i didn't in the end because i i don't think he's someone i want long term so i'll accept that i'll accept the 82 minus four well i would um uh, uh, yeah i would accept that too i think that's a very um a very healthy score and um, you made you made obviously some some good decisions there i think for for many of us you know seeing five games only five games going ahead it's it's a bit like panic stations and as i alluded to in my in my poem um to introduce the podcast i went for phil foden as a minus four with my transfer also put in lacazette um i did watch the arsenal game and um lacazette basically did nothing and got incredibly lucky to have kind of scraped a half a toenail onto one of the the first girls did he touch Uh, it I mean, yes, he did. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got my points, Tom. Um, but I will, I will take it. Um, and had he not done that, then it would have been an utterly, utterly disastrous um, game week. But yeah, as it happens, if we move move swiftly on to my uh, my team, I got forty nine, uh, which unfortunately was minus four, so uh, a net of forty five. Not very good. Um, Guaita didn't play. So defensively, I got James, Trent and Cancelo. Really wish I'd captain Cancelo. Um, had I thought about it for a moment and thought about the fact that he'd been rested in the previous game via his suspension, it would have made perfect sense to go to go for him. But 
Um, but I didn't. I rushed it a little bit. I've, I've, as as eagle-eared listeners will know, I've just recently, in the process of leaving my job uh, for another one, and I've had a lot of stuff on my plate with Christmas as well. No excuses. Um, but you've I, just given us two, but carry uh, on. I've given, I've given you two, but I'd <laughs> like to give you more. But, um, but yeah, hold, hold my hands up. It's, yeah, I've, I've, I've found it very challenging, which I'll come on to with Sky later on. But, um, but yeah, so Captain Mo. I did kind of think about it in that I thought, you know, he was, if he'd scored in this game, he would have broken Jamie Vardy's record. So I would have assumed he would have wanted to do that. But actually, if you think about it, I I did know that Liverpool were kind of ravaged by um, COVID. And therefore I did know, I should have known that there was a, a bit of a risk. We're going to come on to kind of our FPL strategy with, with late cancellations and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, so a pretty just- lacklustre week all in at the all. same time though at the same time you say that Liverpool were ravaged by COVID but Spurs hadn't played for two game weeks they, mm. their squad had been ravaged by COVID there was no indication of to who had it and who was going to be available to play uh, yeah, Spurs yeah. Spurs are missing Hoiberg and, and Skip oh, and Reggion didn't start so and, and two it, weeks it with, except two weeks with Conte with no fixtures being able to really kind of drill his ideas into into his team any team's going to struggle with a world-class manager having two weeks without any football. It, I understand that it's, it's going to be tough, of course. Well, we'll see before you, before you use that argument against me, we'll see how United get on. When they yeah, of course, but, yeah. but I mean, that, that is in a nutshell, that's the two ways of looking at it, isn't it? And yeah. I looked at it that way. I thought, well, they've, they've had a little bit of a break. Kane wasn't one of the ones who was rumored to have COVID and the, the, the FPL sort of community was, was pushing. It was, it was, um, Foden and Watkins and then it became Foden and Lacazette that was the ma- the transfers that the majority mm. of people were making and it did make sense but actually Kane was there as an option as a striker he is he's not been on form but he is one of the best strikers in the world and he was at home and he's got good fixtures coming up and he's going to have free games to catch up as well at some point so for me I just thought I'm going to take that risk and, and obviously being a Spurs fan I'd rather bring in the Spurs striker than an Arsenal striker I guess that helps and well, um, yeah. it it did pay off, but as I say, it could have got been the red card and it could have been a bit different. But um, I'm glad that at least one of my calls came good this week. So where, where are you in the rankings now, mate? So I am uh, a little way behind your good self. Uh, I am 200 and, uh, oh, 226,000. So, you know, it's it's interesting. I was chatting to someone at work today and he was looking at my team and he was looking at my rank and he was like, blimey, like what, what are you doing that, that I'm not? And I said, Oh, well, you know, listen to the podcast, check it out. You know, we, we do kind of talk through our kind of decisions and whatnot. And, and, you know, ultimately out of 8 million players, that is not a bad position to be in, of course, but just, just to clarify the, the guy at work, he was, couldn't believe how badly you were doing or how well, no, no, no. He was, he, he couldn't believe how impressed how well I was doing. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) and uh, you know, I I hasten to add, I have won the work mini league for um, the last couple of years, um, which, you know, is why they've sacked you. Obviously, (laughs) obviously that wouldn't be the case if, if we work together because you are running away with it, but, um, but yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, 226 K is not where I want to be, but equally it's not horrendous at this stage of the season. Um, there's a long way to go. I but also, feel... fits. You have to remember that 
this is the only joy I have in my life at the moment. Of course, uh, <laughs> as a comedian whose industry is being decimated at the moment, and Rishi Sunak has just been on the news to tell us that we will not be supported. I have to hope that there is someone out there who wants to sponsor me as an yes. FPL manager to continue <laughs> this career, this thriving new career of mine. Um, well, so yeah, I've had a lot of time to focus on being good at a fantasy game that doesn't really matter. Oh, well, I disagree, my friend. I think it matters <laughs> an awful lot. Um, to yeah, us. To us, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, in this time when there's a lot of fixtures going on and whatnot, it's easy, it's very easy to kind of get swept away with it all. And ironically enough, considering my rank in Sky, which we'll come on to, is is terrible. And I forgot to, well, I didn't forget to, but I was unable to make any transfers this week. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm in a good position there and I've got loads of transfers to make. So hopefully I'll be able to to make up some ground, but we'll come on to that. But, um, but yeah, so let's uh, have a little look. So we know how we got on um, in the previous week. So let's talk a little bit about our FPL strategy now, because obviously we don't know what games are going to be going ahead. According to the latest news, um, you know, the Premier League have said that they're really keen to keep things moving, which, of course, I don't blame them for. So in theory, on Boxing Day is when we've got our next bumper day of football. Now, I love a Boxing Day um, day, as I'm sure you do, because there's fixtures for all teams apart from uh, Man United and Newcastle, which is the day after. But... What happens? What what do we know and how can we find out more? And, and what would you do in that situation if you're a, a manager who hasn't made any transfers yet? Well, for a start, no one should be making any transfers until probably a maximum 15 minutes before the deadline. I thought 45 yeah. minutes was fine, but even that is too too far away from deadline now. You need to do it at the very last second. Um, it's very hard because... It, we've got these double game weeks that look like they're going to fall in game week 21 and possibly game week 22 as well. But at the same time, we could get to Boxing Day morning and half of the fixtures get cancelled. So half of you wants to plan ahead for these double game weeks and bring in players for that. But at the same time, you can't plan anything because you may end up with five players again on Boxing Day. Um, personally, I'm trying to plan for those double game weeks in game week 21 and 22. And yes if things get cancelled, they get cancelled. But the latest government ruling, or not government ruling, the FIFA ruling is that if you've got 13 players, including a goalkeeper, then you need, you have to play. So I think there's going to be less chance of games being cancelled now unless it's enforced by the government. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, um, uh, I think that having that kind of almost legislation means do you see Thomas Tuchel you know he was very very kind of um sour grapes that they had to play their game against Wolves um poor poor old Chelsea with their their billions of oil money um I don't think they even named a full strength bench now considering they have 50 billion players out on loan I think it's possible they could have found enough youth players to to fill the bench What, what do you think about that? Well, I think they could have fielded a bench anyway. I think that was just a sort of stunt to show how hard done by they were. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a difficult one because, I mean, United could have played these fixtures. They've just cancelled, you could argue. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't argue that, but yeah, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very difficult without knowing who's actually got COVID because you look at Leeds and they're, they're literally got a 15 year old on the bench, a, a lad who was 14 this calendar year <laughs> yeah. and they're completely ravished by injury, but they can't have a game postponed because the injury isn't COVID. So yeah, it's a difficult one, but I'm glad that they've, they've come to a sort of ruling now where it has to be a certain number or the game goes ahead. It's going to, it's going to favor the, the um, richer clubs than the teams with bigger squads and bigger academies. And it's going to favor teams like Tottenham and United who have already had their sort of COVID outbreak and, and dealt with it. Yeah, so um, yeah. yes, I mean, I'm targeting Spurs now because their double game week fixtures, they got more games in hand than anyone else. And then their double game week, they've got Leicester and Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So, and that's one of the reasons I bought in Harry Kane. I mean, Harry Kane is, <laughs> he's sort of been written off by the FPL community. Are you, have you written him off? Um, I mean, I, he's not top of my, top of my Christmas list. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I took a punt on him when others didn't and it didn't pay off for me at all. So I haven't written him off by any stretch. Um, he's burned me. Um, but you know, I'm I'm ready to get hurt again. Well, good because well, in the next five fixtures, fits just just to try and tempt you into the Harry Kane train. Mm. They've got Crystal Palace, Southampton, Watford, Arsenal, and Leicester. Now, he Harry Kane has got 15 goals in 12 games against Leicester. That's the team he scored against most. He's got 10 goals in 12 games against Southampton. They're third on the list of teams he scored against in the Premier League. And he's got 11 goals in 14 against Arsenal. They're fourth on the list. So four of the teams, three of the teams that he enjoys scoring against most are in the next five fixtures. And two of them are in that double game week. So I'm keeping him in and I may triple captain him on that double game week when it comes around. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like the logic. I like the logic and, you know, um, as much as I, as much as I may mock you um, for your kind of diligence and, and preparation, ultimately you are ranked 3K in the world, and and that is the kind of decision that could could really really catapult you right right up to the upper echelons. Because I think you're right. Ultimately, he is he is one of those players. He he does have teams that he likes to score against, and um, Arsenal and Leicester. Phew, I mean, what a double game week. We should mention for those um, listeners who perhaps aren't familiar, um, do go and check out uh, Ben Krellin on Twitter at Ben Krellin. Uh, he is the guru when it comes to these kind of double fixtures. So when a fixture gets rearranged, of course, it has to go somewhere. And with there being a finite amount of days in the calendar, and um, Ben Krellin is your go-to resource for that. Um, and so, so therefore, it's looking quite likely that it's uh, a double game week in uh 21 or 22 is that right or possibly both i think almost definitely 22 but then possibly 21 as well for some teams um ben krellin these aren't these double gaming aren't confirmed yet but ben krellin no. basically plans when they should be and then someone at the fa sort of looks over and just says yeah let's do that i think so <laughs> <laughs> if he says it then i think that's probably going to be the case um but Again, you can't really plan for it. You need to just wait until the minute before deadline. You need to have a plan in place and then a minute before deadline, make those changes. For me, this game week, when the deadline comes around on Boxing Day morning, when my kids are trying to show me their new toys, they're going to say, hang on a minute, daddy's busy. (laughs) And I'm going to take out Rafinha, who is playing Liverpool, which I think is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm going to take Rafinha out and drop him down to Damari Gray at Everton. 
Um, I want some Everton coverage. They got some really good fixtures. They got Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, Norwich, Aston Villa. So I wanted some Everton coverage. DCL isn't quite back yet. And bringing Damari Gray in means that the following week, I can hopefully get Human Son in as well for the Spurs mm. double up. So that's my plan. But of course, it's a loose plan because couple of cancellations and all of that goes out the window. Yeah, it certainly does. And looking at teams like Leeds and, and Everton, you know, you can't underestimate uh, or overestimate even the the difficulty they will have having not got DCL and Patrick Bamford, you know, the two players who I think would have really shaken things up. They certainly would have shaken up the template and a lot of players wouldn't have had Antonio at the start of the season because they would have had one of them. And, you know, it would be really interesting to see where they were now if it wasn't for for that. So yeah, they're they're both good picks. Is there any news on when they're going to be fit? Um, DCL is it's in back in training, suspected to be back for the Boxing Day fixture. But okay. there's so many games thick and fast that even if he is playing, he's going to be used sparingly. I think, yeah. and I just don't have the budget to get him in at the moment. But he's certainly someone who'd be on my watch list. Because my my strikers at the moment, Harry Kane, Josh King, and um, and Broyer at Southampton. I'm very happy with Broyer at Southampton for five million. I think he's probably secured his spot as the Southampton striker for the time being. Um, Josh King is fine, especially because Dennis has now been named in the provisional Nigeria squad. So I think when he goes to Afcon, Josh King could become the main man at Watford. But they're not really they're not players I put in my team. And putting my bus team and get excited about. No, 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 that's fair enough. Not like Harry Kane or Damari Gray. No, but Damari Gray, he's <laughs> already proved himself this season. I mean, Absolutely. Everton have been have been bad, but I think what we forget sometimes is that when you're putting an attacking player in your team, it doesn't matter if they're terrible defensively. Like the Leicester players, you expect Leicester are going to lose games and concede goals, but it's whether or not you think they can score goals. And I think Everton can score goals. They've shown that. Like Rafinha has been in my team for the last few weeks and he's been getting penalties and getting returns mm. despite the fact they've been getting walloped by everyone they play. Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like to be a Leeds fan at the best of times, but certainly not at the moment. That's for sure. Um, Okie doke. Good. Well, yeah, I think those kind of double game week fixtures are are certainly going to be a key moment for our FPL teams and I think the advice advice you give is is sound if you are um, looking at transfers just don't just don't look at anything have a plan maybe for for the next kind of couple of weeks but do not hit that button until um, you know half past 10 11 o'clock on on Boxing Day morning because otherwise things could not go well for you and we wouldn't want that here on FPL Face Off Pod we want arrows to be green Yes, but not quite as green as mine because I may or may not be back where I belong at the top of the uh, FPL face-off mini-league. But anyway, we get to that later on. Um, do, you want, do you want to hear another one of my little plans? Ooh, I, want, yes, I want to hear your opinion on this. So mm. uh, there's one man in my team who's been there all season who has got one game, well, two games left for me. Two, Yeah, two games left for me. And then he's out. He's out the right. door. He's a player you may have in your team. Mo Salah. What do you think about that? Getting rid of Mo Salah in two game weeks. Um, well, I mean, I would say that most people will probably be doing the same if he goes to um, to the African Cup of Nations. I mean, normally I would I would definitely say you're something of a trailblazer. Um, 
but I, th- I think <laughs> that <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say if he if he does go to Africa and therefore is un uh, unplayable, then yeah, I, I, th- I think I'd probably agree with you, mate. Well, he's not. It's not a foregone conclusion because they play Chelsea on January the second, and we believe he's going to be there for that game. I will probably take him out on that game day. Who for yet? I don't know. Uh, he'll then miss Brentford and Palace, or possibly just Brentford. So it's it's not a definite sell because you're going to lose a lot of value in him. You've probably got point three in him at the moment that you'd lose if you had to buy him back. So he's only going to miss one, possibly two fixtures. And then there's FA cup fixtures. So yeah, it's not a definite sell. And who would you bring in for him? Um, I think the only one I would possibly consider, and it depends on, um, well, there's two I would consider actually. I would contemplate Kevin De Bruyne and I would contemplate uh, Bruno. My difficulty with Bruno is that he's a different asset now that Ronaldo's there, not just from the penalty point of view, but he was the main man. And, you know, now he, he is not. Obviously, Ronaldo is, is there to be to be that main guy. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, we would have to, yeah, we'd certainly have to kind of uh, have a think about that and, and look at some different options, that's for sure. But um, it, I guess we'll find out. I personally don't know whether the African Cup of Nations will even go ahead, to be honest. Yeah, it feels like other countries aren't as badly hit by the current situation as us. And... Mm. I'm not entirely sure how badly we're going to be hit by it either, to be honest. Um, but we'll see after Christmas. I don't think can I don't think football's going to be cancelled. I think it may be put behind closed doors, but I think it will continue. Um, whether the players will be allowed to leave the country, I don't know. But I guess it's just another thing we can't plan for. So yes, in a season you, of unplannables, I think we will know though by that game week twenty one fixture whether or not. Um, Salo is going to be flying out to the African Cup of Nations the next day. We're certainly know by the following week when, well, obviously the African Cup of Nations would have started and we'd be into the double game week. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting though. I think people's teams are going to start to look a bit different. My template rating on live FPL is down at about 63% at the moment. So I think teams are going to be shaken up a little bit. Wow. Nice. That's very good. That's very good indeed. Um, well, Speaking of uh, Mr. Mo Salah, it feels like an appropriate time for us to um, have a little look and find out how uh, how we're looking for more than Mo this week. More than Mo, Mo always scores more than one goal. Some say he's starting to slow. He's not indestructible. Can anyone out there score more than Mo? So, of course, we didn't do more than Mo last week. Um, thank you for bearing with us, by the way. We uh, have had a bit of an um, interesting couple of weeks, what with um, our various ailments and whatnot. Um, but we it just is have a very these... busy time. It's a very yeah. busy time at the moment, isn't it? And there's so many fixtures coming thick and fast. And it, it is, is quite hard to be doing an FPL podcast at the moment when you don't know one day to the next what games are going to be happening. And it feels like this would be out of date by the time it gets released in a day's time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. And we'd have probably picked players that didn't even end up playing in the end. No, that is a very fair point. Yeah. Um, the week before, by the way, um, we do have 
results for, um, which I will just have a quick look now because um, you went for uh, Reese James and I went for Bernardo. Sorry, I should have looked at this up a little bit earlier, but I forgot that we had access to it. Uh, Reese James got a fantastic zero points. Bernardo Silva got six, um, but Mo got eight. So that means that uh, the winner uh, was no one. So there we go. Um, what a great game. <laughs> what a great game. The game everyone <laughs> loves to But play. Salah is getting, his returns are getting less. So I think... I mean, if we'd have done it this week, Salah didn't return. So we, one of us would have won if we'd have picked someone who just played and yeah, done anything. That's a but, very um, good point. Alas, uh, we didn't. I wonder how. I do wonder how this um, fantastic feature of ours will work if Mo does indeed go to Afcon. But we'll we'll cross that bridge <laughs> when we true. get to it. Um, another so, thing we never planned for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so our fixtures for next week, game week 19, uh, is soon to be with us. Um, we've got Liverpool versus Leeds, uh, Wolves, Watford, Burnley, Everton, Man City, Leicester, Norwich, Arsenal, Spurs, Palace, West Ham, Southampton, Villa, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. And then the day after, um, Newcastle versus Man United. So over to you, Tom. Yeah, it's a difficult one this week. There's no one who's really jumping out at me. There's no amazing fixtures. Um, Arsenal away to Norwich is a decent fixture, but Arsenal are a bit like a Poundland version of Man City at the moment in the fact that they've got so many people scoring goals that it's very hard to pick the one that's going to be doing it that week. They may score four or five, but it may be four or five different scorers. Yeah, very um, so I'm going to go for, like I, I like to do, I like to pick someone I'm going to have in my team. And I think I will have this man in my team. Damari Gray at Everton. They're playing away to Burnley. They're starting a run of good fixtures. Dominic Calvert-Lewin may be back up top. So Damari Gray, I think 5.6 million is going to be my choice fit. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, um, I don't dislike that. Uh, I am going to go with, I'm going to go something of a curveball. Um, I can't remember what price is at, at the moment, but I will be able to tell you. I'm, I'm going to go for Jared Bowen uh, because I think that Saints don't look particularly great at the back. Um, our sweet prince has perhaps run his course, but I, I do hope I'm proved wrong there. Um, but yeah, looking at those fixtures, I think that potentially Jared Bowen has got a chance, although I will... I will accept as soon as I put him in my team, he has done absolutely terribly as has Bernardo. So they have both suffered with the curse of joining, uh, joining my misfits, but never mind. There we go. Well, I hate, I hate having Bernardo in a team. Or I hate having any city player in the team because like you see this week with, with um, Foden and Grealish just from out of the blue, they're just rested because they've apparently been naughty boys. <laughs> And now if you're an owner of those players, you just don't know when they're going to get their chance again because City have got such a good squad, they can afford to just not play them. So is, is, that, is that you said they were naughty boys? You mentioned uh, off-air. So what, what was the situation with them? Yes, yeah, so um, I, there's a few different stories, but at the very least they were spotted in a nightclub after they beat Leeds and then potentially turned up to training hung over or something pep pep basically said to the media that 
he looks at players' um, behaviour off the pitch, and they had not been behaving off the pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then you look at the you look at the returns this week. So they beat Newcastle. Was it four 0 in the end? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think four 0 And then you look at the highest owned players in that midfield. So Bernardo, who we both got thirty percent owned, got two points. Foden, 10.5% owned, got zero points. Grealish, 8.5% owned, got zero <laughs> points. Gundogan, yeah. 4% owned, got zero points. De Bruyne, 3% owned, got three points. And then it, this week it was Mares and Sterling that returned. And they're at 2% ownership each. So I really, I don't like picking players in the team like that where they're going to get rotated or they could play in a 7-0 win and not get a return. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, uh, I mean... I'm going to sound very old here. I can't think of anything worse than going to a nightclub as it, as it stands, but never mind. <laughs> let, let alone when I've got all that money to spend. But I suppose that's the trouble, isn't it? If you're young, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I, I, I don't know what to add to that. You're right. I'm <laughs> recording this podcast at half past 10 is too late for me. Absolutely. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, well, speaking of which, it is time for us to take a little break and then we'll be back in a moment to talk through our Sky Fantasy Football. See you in a moment. Thank you for listening to the FPL Face-Off pod. Just to let you know, it's not too late to join our mini leagues. If you'd like to join the FPL League, the code is H-A-D-U-O-W. That's all lowercase. And to join the Sky FPL Face-Off Cup, the code is 9736956. And of course, if you're not following us on social media, why not? We're at FPL Face-Off. Laters! So... Uh, Sky Fantasy Football. Now, um, I'm I'm happy to lead the way here. Um, in in well, the only way I will lead the way is that I will talk first about what's <laughs> happening. Um, I've had a bit of a nightmare with with Sky this week, um, largely because I was doing family things on Sunday and uh, and I was working on Saturday, so deadline wise, uh, not a lot. Um, I didn't have a lot of luck and I missed the deadline on, on both days. Um, incredibly, when I looked at my sky, I basically forgot about it then. I was like, right, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just ignoring sky. Incredibly. I've got a green arrow, <laughs> um, but that is because I captain Cancelo. Um, I ended up with 94 points, um, which isn't, you know, wonderful by any stretch of the imagination, but from five games, I'll take it. Um, Gallagher didn't play, Bowen didn't play, Antonio didn't play, and Vardy didn't play, and Salah got me two points. So, you know, I'm sure I haven't even seen your score, but I'm sure it's it's already dwarfed that. But the good news with that, uh, although I'm ranked at 5K, um, I do have 23 transfers remaining, which I think is is quite good. Um, is is that good? Am I okay? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a good score, mate. I only got 85 points and I made a transfer this game week. Um, is In Sky, like you plan long-term and you plan to hold players for a long period. So with all those cancellations, it was potluck whether you had the players that were playing. Yeah. Um, so I took Mark Gay out 
who was a Crystal Palace defender and they didn't have a game and they're just not very good at the back at the moment. So I, I took him out and brought in Rodri in midfield at City because I think City are going to go on quite a good run now. And he's very good for sort of passing and tackle bonus. And he got a yellow card, but he did get passing tier two. Um, but only four points. I captained Cancelo as well. And I captained Ramsdale. I thought I had Rafinha, but Rafinha was in my second team, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I, I, I planned this season to be a bit more reckless with my transfers. I've only got like 19 left because I assumed it was going to be less disrupted by COVID. We're not going to see as many single game days. So I thought I could use them up a bit more than I did last season. And that's proved to be false now because obviously we're going to have fixtures all over the place. Yes. So yeah, you're you're doing well to have your, your transfers in hand. And as long as you're setting your captains, you can do worse than just not making a transfer each game week. Yeah. Well, I think um, on Sunday, I think I, I must, I honestly thought that I'd forgotten to even put a captain in. And when I, I, I was trying to get into it and I was also trying to get the girls in the car to go out and I missed the deadline by a moment. And I was so, so annoyed um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it ruined my family's day, but it ruined my family's day. Um, and as it happened, when I looked uh, on my way to record here uh, and I'd Captain Cancelo, I was like, oh, good. OK, because I may have changed it and that would have that would have effed me off even more. But um, well, on, on Saturday with FPL, I, as I said, I was going to bring in Martinelli. I didn't. He scored a brace. And then Smil Smith Rowe came on and scored a goal at the end of that game as well, who I don't yeah. own. And we were putting the kids to bed. And I turned to my partner, I was like, I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> and it's because of fantasy football. And I know that doesn't make sense to you, but I'm not as happy. <laughs> and then the next day I had C- Captain Cangelo and I was like, I'm in a good mood today. Everything's better. <laughs> I know that doesn't but it make is crazy. Sense. It does it does it does affect your mood. It is crazy. Yeah. Uh, you spend all week planning for it and then it's all over in in ninety minutes. Yes, it really is. It really is. Um, are but... you on are you on the website for Sky? Uh, I'm just on the app at the moment. Okay, click on if you click on the free lines, go to your leaderboard. Uh, oh yes, and then you can select your the weekly leaderboard. So click on week, and it tell you where you rank. Because I was ranked at ten thousand with okay. eighty five points. So where, um... where was you ranked with ninety four? Four thousand six hundred ninety-seven. Yes, that's not too bad, really. Um, I mean, uh, I got a green arrow, even ranked at ten thousand. So I think it must have been a bad week for sort of template players, and I think a lot of people must have had players missing. So I, I moved up to one two five seven, so just outside the top one k. But um, I'm so on nineteen transfers. I'm just having a look here. The player who got the most points in that week uh, was Sheepdog Untied with 152 um, points, which is ridiculous. looks like they're Captain Martinelli uh, and Cancelo. Yeah, but also if you look at his transfers, he's transferred out four players. Yeah, and that, so... that's the thing. That's the thing. It all kind of levels out. What's your what's your overall rank in Sky? So it's 1,257. So okay. outside the top 1K, but you especially now we've got all these single game day is going to be coming up and double game weeks and things you will be able to climb back up as long as you keep track of what's going on and if you do attempt to plan in any way which i know you don't often do yes well i um i 
either either in the next kind of couple of weeks when I've got a bit of time off from work um, before I start the new job um, or on my lunch break at some point when I have started the new job. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to just put some put together some sort of rudimentary spreadsheet and and try <laughs> my best to um, to claw it back. I got I got really dis um, really downhearted and dejected when I missed that deadline and uh, I was like, right, come on, I've got to, got to do better. We've got the pod. We've got to, got to improve. <laughs> and so, um, so what United assets have you got at the moment? For Sky, um, I've got no one. Um, my, my Sky team at the moment is uh, Mendy, Rudiger, Cancelo, Alonso, Gallagher, Rafinha, Silva, Bowen, Antonio Vardy and, and, and Salah. So actually, yeah, 94 points with, four players who didn't even play um, and a lot of money tied up in those is, is all right. I'll take that. But you've got on the 27th, you've got Newcastle versus Man United. So I've got Ronaldo for that as a captain. So you're going to want someone for that game. Although yeah, Ronaldo yeah. didn't turn up at training today. So there's rumours he's one of the ones with COVID. So whether he makes that game or not, we don't know. Yeah. And then on the Thursday, the 30th, you've got Everton versus Newcastle and United versus Burnley. So again, you probably want... United asset for that. Yeah, just to so, think my captains as it stands. Yeah, I don't have any players for Monday or Thursday. So yeah, I'll de- I'll definitely be oh blimey, it's a bumper. It's a bumper little week, isn't it? That is a bumper week, yeah. So you've got game week nineteen in Sky that comprises of fixtures from Sunday the twenty sixth. Game week twenty in Sky. Yeah. Um yes, sorry, I tell a lie, yeah. So game week twenty in Sky um is basically like oh it's, it's, it's a double it's a double isn't it it's a double it's all the fixtures till the end of the year so it starts with the boxing day fixtures and ends yeah. on the 30th of december with everton newcastle united burnley but you sure. will want a united asset because you got united newcastle or you could go for a newcastle asset but i, I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> but it's yeah. hard to pick that united asset at the moment because you don't you don't know who's got COVID and who hasn't. I my suggestion to you would be to wait until the lineups are revealed on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Take yeah. out someone who's played Boxing Day. Bring in Ronaldo or bring in Sancho or Bruno, whoever you want. Yeah. And um, captain them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that is what I will be doing. Um, if I can, if I can get to the new year with say nineteen transfers intact, I think I'll be quite happy with that. Um, and that should allow me to to hopefully do well. I do want I do want to improve, mate. I do want to um, get back in. Get back, <laughs> it's all right. I'm not counselor, mate. It's just <laughs> uh, it's just a fantasy game. It's just here for fun. All right. You don't need to improve in this. Improve in other aspects of your life. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like I'm at home. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, lovely stuff. So um yeah I, th- I think it's uh, I think it could be interesting and um in terms of the mini leagues it's uh, we always like to give a little rundown of our mini leagues so I will run through the top 10 uh, or to- or top 5 maybe in the fantasy football I'll, I'll go top 10 why not and- do top 5 mate do top 5 it goes on too long and if you're in the top 5 you deserve it and if you're in the top 10 you probably don't yeah fair shout all right um <laughs> Uh, so in fifth in the Fantasy Football Face-Off Cup, this is for FPL, we've got um, George Bell with Murtasaka Emptiness. Very good. Um, in fourth, we've got Meboob Rawut uh, with the Jurgenauts. Jigsaw for Alex Walsh is in third. 
Bielsa ball with Aaron Jackson is uh, just about in second. It's pretty close at the top there. And, is it close or is there a clear leader? Um, <laughs> there's there's a leader by four points. <laughs> and I think you know exactly who that is. Uh, our our clear leader Thomas Glover uh, of fantasy football. Uh, oh, sorry, FPL face-off fame. Well done to you, mate. How does it feel to be back at the top? It feels nice. I feel, I feel happy to be recording again. You messaged me at a weekend and you said you'd had a bad game week. And I said, don't worry, Fitz, it's good for the brand. I'm <laughs> back on top, top 3K, top of our mini league. You're in the mud. And that's what the listeners like to hear. They like to hear like. the story of you as the casual everyman and, and the story of me as a true professional. <laughs> um, yes. Not, so, not su- such the case in Sky, unfortunately. In Sky, I'm 21st in our mini league uh, of not that many. Um, and the top five there in, in fifth, it's Mark Brown, who has dropped down the leaderboard a little bit with FC Dinar. In fourth, Sandra Hill, who's climbed three places to get coming up to fourth. She's had a good week. Uh, in third, Jack Labrook, uh, Gilfie's six offenders. In second, oh, Mark Brown's second. Oh, he's got two teams in the top five, Mark Brown. Sorry, Mark Brown, you are still doing well. You're second with Dinar FC, not FC Dinar. And then top of the mini league in Sky, it's Mark Daniels with his team, Norman Conquest, who is quite an active member of the Sky Twitter community. And, and he's doing very well. I don't know where that team is ranked overall, but he's got to be well up there because he's got about 150 points more than me. Well, yeah, he's doing very well. Very well. Fair play. Fair play to you and well done well, to fair you Fair play all. to anyone who's doing well in Sky at the moment because it's bad enough planning for FPL, but Sky's more difficult at the best of times and at the moment it's near on impossible but as if you if you're if you're quick on it you can really find those three for ones and four for nuns and all sorts going on at the moment yeah i think it's um having your finger on the pulse isn't it and um making sure that you're uh on yeah. the ball if you'll pardon the pun Cool. And talking about being on the pulse our, our shout out this week it's got to Very be good. i don't know if, i don't know if it was you or me, who's meant to be doing it, but I think we both agree it's got to be this week. Uh, the legendary Ben Krelling on Twitter. Uh, yes. I think it's at Ben Krelling. Yes, at Ben Krelling. That's C-R-E-L-L-I-N. Yes. And he's the, the man we were talking about earlier on who is the Don when it comes to fixture planning. He will know what the double game is going to be before the FA know what the double fixture game is going to be. So follow him on Twitter. He's already put up some images of what he believes they're going to be and it's the best way we can plan at the moment is to use those until we get some information from the fa so at ben krelling keep up the good work yeah very nice good good shout out and um i remember last season there was a a a double game week scheduled and basically ben krelling had um announced what he believed would be the double game week and then sky sorry um the Premier League didn't announce it and it was a double game week. Everyone had made all their transfers um, ready. I think it was uh, people had used a wild card, including myself, in preparation for what was going to be a double game week. It wasn't actually announced. And then at 6.31, literally the minute after the deadline, Fancy Premier League actually announced what Ben Krellin had um, kind of predicted. And there was just an outpouring of relief, probably from like from him. He must have been so relieved because <laughs> millions of people were like, Ben Grillin, what's going on? What's going on? Um, so yeah, he's he's very much the guru 
and uh, we yes. we are not worthy, Ben Krellin. A lot of pr- a lot of pressure on him to to be the oh. the man responsible for doing all of this. Awful lot of pressure, yeah, and <laughs> for very little reward. I saw some people on Twitter earlier. There was there was one where someone was saying. Um, uh, oh well, uh, will you be able to? Can you send? Can you send a screenshot or whatever? And he's like, "I'm in bed at the moment. I'm not going to be doing it right now." And he's just like, "Oh, mate, can you imagine just getting that level of?" <laughs> Oof. He deserves some money. If there's some sort of way to pay him, and you're in a, in, and you're able to do that, send him some money, buy him a coffee, support his patron. He ain't got. He ain't got one. He's he's linked to Fantasy Football Hub. If you join Fantasy Football Hub, he can actually provide you with a, a planner spreadsheet based on your FPL team. That's a very so, good um, point. It's yeah, worth doing good, just for that. Good way of supporting. Very nice. Um, lovely stuff. Well, uh, that that leads us nicely on to um, one of my favourite parts of the week where I am, uh, for the first time, going to open my emails and get ready to read uh, the poem from Sean Dyche, which... With my voice, the way it is may not sound too dissimilar, actually. Who knows? Um, thank you once again for listening to the uh, FPL Face-Off pod. Here is Mr. Sean Dyche to, to see us out. On Saturday, I opened my first Christmas card. Game's off. We've got, we've got COVID. <laughs> Love, Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> Another game down for no fault of our own, then back on the bus for the long journey home. I'd love to say it was gutted and in disarray, but we had no chance of winning without Maxwell Corne. <laughs> 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 so I put on my Santa hat and cracked open a beer and stuck on driving home for Christmas by the legend Chris Rear. So whether you've been naughty or if you've been nice, Merry Christmas to all from your favourite Sean Dyche. to start a festive poem to end what a lovely little festive podcast merry christmas to all of our listeners i hope both of you are having a good good time (laughs) and please both of you don't get hung go get too drunk and and wake up too late on box day to do your transfers yes whatever you do do not do that and um like i say like we always say if you have enjoyed the pod please do uh tell your mates and that is the best way you can support us uh, let us know that you're listening. We'd love to hear from you at FBL Face Off on Twitter. Um, and if there's anyone in your life who you've not bought a Christmas present for yet, just <laughs> write down the name of our podcast on a piece of paper, wrap it up, hand that to them. And that is a gift that they can enjoy <laughs> every week of the year. And if you give a scratch card as well, then they've won potentially twice, but definitely once. So, you know. Yeah. Share the love. Um, hope you have a lovely Christmas. I hope you have a lovely Christmas, Tom. It's been a pleasure and uh, too, we'll see mate. you soon. Laters. Laters. Laters.